0: The chances is here, or whatever Jadakiss said, (laughs) but like always, we are back. This is the DAS only podcast. We are back with episode either 28, 29, or 30. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Y'all know it. You know, we're playing a game at this point. I'm your host, Ja, and once again, I am honored to be joined by my grimy Crimeys, my partners in pod, my cohorts, Mr. Oh My Josh, and the tagless, the incomparable, but always agitated, and
1: Extra agitated today, man, after that Celtics game last night. Extra
0: agitated. Let's get right into Cardiac it. Cardiac Kemba. Don't even give us no time. Don't give us no time. Ant want to talk about his Celtics taking another they shouldn't take this season a very winnable game felt like they let that one get away from them
1: that's like the story of the season man our defense is absolutely dog shit and to talk, touch on what Josh said fucking Kemba Walker Kemba, we're like what one for a on. left Yo, he made like one shot the whole night if I'm not mistaken, missed the game was, winner
0: and he was the one to take the game winner that's what I was confused about
1: but I'm not mad, because that was his shot
0: it was And it was a scramble play. It wasn't like a designed Kemba Walker pick and roll. It was like they got the steal, push it down court. Yeah. Jalen Brown should have took it all the way. Jalen Brown or Tatum. That's it.
1: I, mean, I think Brad Stevens should have called a timeout towards the end. The reset. I think if he did have one. But yeah, man, Kemba Walker out here playing absolutely abysmal uh, yesterday.
0: Yo, why Breaking y'all just... Why y'all just come in here and talk about basketball off the back? Like y'all never ask me how I'm doing. Y'all never want to see what if what if I had a bad week? You niggas just want to talk. Hoops. The we talk, we we talk outside of this. We're, we're No, we first. don't, but that's whatever, man. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Uh, my fault. All right. Look, I pulled the ant. That was my fault. <laughs> look at Ant trying to answer with a cookie in his mouth. Finish your cookie, person. <laughs> <first.
1: laughs> nah, I'm a little hungry. That's not the point. Let's get this shit rolling, man. My Celtics ass, fuck you yeah.
0: Is that that's your um, professional opinion? Fuck that's us. Not my,
1: no, that's not my <laughs> professional opinion. That was just uh, me talking out of anger, man. That's the
0: Bushwick's clipping out of you. Always agitated.
1: Yeah, Always so though, agitated. I'm little, yeah, I'm I'm extremely agitated today because you you got the Nets. Yeah, have ya ups and downs, but but more ups and downs. The Nets
0: niggas, niggas are ups and downs. They got three of the best scorers.
1: They'll play no defense though. They ain't got no center. That's totally down. We're gonna talk about man. that. But ain't you got can no win
0: more. you could win more games being able to get buckets and not stop them than not stop them, but not be able to get them and stop them. So Nets is in a good spot, man.
1: Listen, man, you're only saying that because they got KD. So that's biased off the rip. So we're I, com- I was about to compliment the Knicks
0: and you say yeah, compliment us. Yeah, compliment us. Yeah, do they're
1: doing better than yeah, usually do.
0: Do it, compliment us. Please. I-
1: Y'all are doing better than the guy usually do. That is my compliment. (laughs) That's a compliment? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't expect too much of that. You don't get no better than that one. All right, man. Y'all
0: overachieving, man. We are. Tom Thibodeau, but let's talk about your team. Uh, I want to. So the Celtics lost, but the bright side is on that loss, it was like a close game. If a few of Kemba's shots that he usually makes goes down, because let's not act like he's not coming off of injury, like he's uh-huh. still feel like fresh off of an injury. Like if that was a week later, he hits a few of those shots and y'all win that game. So it's a, we talking differently, but the brightest spot is and, for the Celtics. And Marcus Smart, if Marcus Smart finished the yeah. game. Marcus Smart also got hurt, um, um, strained calf out um, one to two weeks, if I, if I read that correctly. So get well, Marcus Smart.
2: Yeah, we're gonna But I was back.
0: gonna say, um, the Celtics have a lot to be happy about simply because every year Jalen, like Br- Tatum, Brown wouldn't Tatum, but they're getting better every year. And they're both still relatively young. They're both um, in the East. Weirdly enough, the team best suited to defend LeBron like on the perimeter, but you know, they got enough F Anthony Davis. So that's really what kills them. But the Celtics feel like a move away from being like true title contenders out East, even though they got to see the Nets.
1: Look, speaking as a Celtics fan, man, I am not happy with the season. (laughs) Like, yeah, Jalen Brown's ascension has been great to see, you know, Tatum still getting better becoming, trying to get into that superstar status. I get that. But how many times, (laughs) I don't want this to be this team, son.
0: That. Josh, Josh is showing us Haley from the Chloe and Haley group titties. <laughs> They're amazing. Her titties are tiddying. Yes. <laughs> that whole family look good. They, they they woke up one day and realized it was bad, huh? Right?
1: <laughs> Yo.
0: Yo, son. sorry, sorry. I just
1: no, no, no. You ain't wrong.
0: Bruh, that Yo, Chloe, Chloe was walking around in her drawers sage and shit. I saw a sage in my house, too, just because, like, you yeah, know get these demons out of here, boo. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck these bad vibes. Vibe check.
1: <laughs> look look oh, at the man. media. We're getting on Kyrie for sage, but here we are. Chloe, sage.
0: Kyrie don't look like that. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not attracted to Kyrie. Sorry. Yeah, man. You ain't <laughs> seen her man. silhouette challenge? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> man, listen, man, I see it. I've seen everything. I've seen all the content that woman has put out.
0: Chloe pitching a no-hitter He's last week. Girl. It's just, un- just unbeatable. <laughs> right. we, we got off I talking. forgot where we were uh-huh. at. I'm we talk about basketball, I think.
1: All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> something about this basketball thing, right? Um, the Celtics and Jalen Brown. It's cool to see Jalen Brown descend the way he is. It's mm. cool to see Tatum taking strides to get better as well. But we need something around those two. And I feel like everything around those two are not at the level they're supposed to be at. Yeah. Last year, Marcus Smart, as a guard, he could only anchor the defense so much as a fucking point guard, shooting guard, yeah. whatever, that, whoever they throw in the guard. Everybody else has to show up. Kemba has to hit these shots. Like, I know he's still coming off an injury, but we need those shots to fall at some point, sometime, because you had the bubble, you had the short offseason. And I know we didn't give you much time to recover, but those shots needed to be done. We had no bench. We got fucking Tristan Thompson and Jeff T. And
0: that would be great. No, no, shut up, Tristan Thompson. Shut up. Been playing well for y'all all season.
1: Shut up, shut up. Show no respect for it
0: for us. I'll shut up.
1: <laughs> twenty fifteen, I would have been ecstatic for it. Not in twenty twenty one. I'm not. I'm not here for it. Like we need more of a bench. We need more of a defensive attitude to really be a contender in the East. Cause I feel like we're contenders off of just the fact that we made deep runs last year and years prior. But I feel like out of the years, I feel like we are weakest this year. I don't I don't, I don't feel it this year.
0: You don't feel as confident?
1: I don't feel as confident. It I feel before. like-
0: And, and I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this on wax to you. Um, mm-hmm. I want to apologize to you about saying Karis Avert is better than Jalen Brown. In the past. Oh, Jesus, I know Jesus. I've said that to troll you a lot, but um that was really that was an idiot in me, you know. <laughs> um Jalen Brown is he's playing outstanding this year. So I just I just want to apologize on wax for you, bro. No you apology go. accepted, my you feel me? You see yeah. how like you see how mature you could be when you get the greatest scorer of all time on your basketball team and then the third best scorer of all time on your basketball team.
1: Last year Josh season, would never have said that, that shit. That was crazy. <laughs> I'm just saying that you see
0: how mature you become. 2020, Josh yeah. would never. Josh with Theo Penson on his team. I don't you talking about, man. Josh, I just said I never seen Tatum or Brown score 50. That's all. I seen all Tatum right. score 44 and like, yo, didn't he have like 30 something in 19 minutes the other day? Yeah, Jalen Brown, Brown's Brown. going yeah. crazy. So like, we all over the place, but the Celtics are—they're not where they want to be, but they're not far off from where they should be. Uh, who do you guys blame for them not being where they should be right now? I think there's one guy that should I'm, be blamed. Uh, I'm going to go with
1: the head honcho in charge here, Mr. Danny Ainge. All of us have the same answer. That's the only <laughs> answer. Who else? It's not Brad's fault. Like, I fuck with Brad Stevens. There's some things he could do better. But mm. it's Danny Ainge. Give this man the personnel he need because we haven't had a center since fucking Kendrick Perkins. This man on ESPN has a personality now. It's been almost 10 years of no center.
0: And before people and say he was Al Horford, Al Horford exactly. is 6'8". Before people say Al Horford, he was 6'8". Al
1: Horford was playing power forward on the <laughs> Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. for almost a goddamn whole decade before he came to Boston. And we forced him to guard tall niggas. Yeah, just go ahead, go Giannis. Go ahead, guard Embiid. He made it work. But he averaged like five rebounds a game. Nigga, Marcus was our leader rebounder. He had a big man.
0: So what you're saying is the Celtics need a big man. That's what I'm picking up from your rant about y'all needing a big man. Does y'all need a big man? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we need anybody over 6'10". I don't care if you work in a supermarket. If you are an aspiring basketball player anywhere, if you're over 6'10", you're over 7 feet, actually. We're holl- we're, we're taking office, man.
0: Don't y'all got that really tall guy at Taco? Y'all got Taco. Put Taco in the game.
1: I'll put him in. 7'6. No, Oh, something. My nigga, something because fucking Daniel Tice and Tristan Thompson is not doing it for me. All right? They're Daniel,
0: not. That's not enough? No,
1: not American History X. No, mm. he's
0: not doing it for me. Their tallest player is Jason Tatum. Y'all think Chloe could score on Tristan Thompson in the post? Oh she a big God. bitch. Oh my God. Chloe nope. who? Chloe Kardashian. She big, big as hell. Um.
1: Off the championship pedigree that Thompson bro, has, fa- I'm going to say no. It's
0: OJ Simpson. You know there's some athleticism in that body, bro. You already know. She probably got an ill Scott hook.
1: Oh, my goodness. Listen, don't disrespect my son like that. Only I can talk about him that way, all right?
0: So saying, His girl bigger than him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in terms of... I'm not even asking. none of my business.
0: Amazon.
1: <laughs> yeah, Josh...
0: How you feel yeah. about the Celtics, man? Um. Okay, what I feel about the Celtics, I feel that they are missing that piece. And going back to Danny Ainge, um, he got too greedy. Could have got the center that they needed for Gordon Hayward and the a trade, but he wanted um T.J. Warren, T.J. Warren, and um or Oladipo. Don't get too greedy. Get Miles oh, Turner. About, talking about Miles Turner, right? Yeah. Don't get greedy. Get Miles Turner. And he would have helped this team even more. Because now yeah. Daniel Tice is not going to be overplaying. He's not supposed to be playing 30-something minutes a night. That's a 20-minute night. He's a good player, but he has 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's just stuff like that. And Miles Turner stretches the floor, too, because he can shoot threes. And I feel like that would have helped the team more. And Danny Ainge really... Kemba, if anybody, that would have helped. Danny Ainge is always looking to fleece somebody in the trade. Yes. And you're not going to find a GM like Billy King. (laughs) 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 Like, that's that's not going to happen anymore. If we continue with last night's games, I would say the best finish of the night had to be... Portland versus Chicago. That game came down to the wire. Portland had to make a hell of a comeback to even have a chance to win it. And then Dame did Dame things at during Dame time as we haven't come to know it. Mm-hmm. On a jump ball after a of after a jump ball on the right side of the court, Dame Lillard gets the ball, hits Laurie Markenden with a step back. Patented Dame three very similar to one he hit Paul George with to pack up Thunder that year, and he sent the Bulls home with another loss, another day of Zach, Zach Levine's prime being wasted out there. Dame ended up ended the game with forty four points, nine assists, and eight made three pointers. So you know, another day at the office for that guy. Um, Dame is literally the only thing keeping Portland afloat while. Uh, Ooh. CJ McCullum is having a fantastic he's Broken leg or some shit like that. Like he's injured. No, I'm just saying before. Yeah, but I'm saying I said yeah. I said, I, said, I said keeping them afloat. Like he's uh-huh. the reason why they have not died since CJ has left. So um Dame is doing Dame things. If they if their Blazers had a better record, he would be in the MVP discussion. Something we're gonna touch on in a little while. But Other than that, in Portland, there isn't much news. Melo will be number 11 on the all-time scoring list in the next few weeks. My thing with Portland is I don't know what they did to receive this bad juju, but they always lose an important player whenever. Like Nurkic, again, injured. That has nothing to do with his leg. Injured his, he broke his right wrist, something like that. Yeah. And then CJ McCullough fractured his, um, his foot. Um, Rodney, Rodney Hood last year, two Achilles. It was like, yeah. Anytime they get, they gain an important player, they lose them eventually. Yeah. Maybe Davis. we should, t- maybe we should take a look at their medical staff. That is true. Because yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And then Robin Covington is looking like a waste of a trade. Yeah. that they did this offseason that a lot of people thought would have made a difference. Like, oh yeah. he seemed like a piece that the was missing. guy that could, you know, and he what um Roko three seasons ago, two seasons ago, was in the running for defensive player of the year.
1: It wasn't the first thought. team all defense. Still.
0: Yeah. So uh, so that's another thing that's interesting to me. I don't know what's going on with him, but Portland has they have to do something to shake it up because you can't keep running it back. Be like, oh, but the injuries and whatnot, I know it's still early in the season, still, well, four or five weeks into the season. But you can't keep running the back saying, oh, if we don't get injured, this will happen. It comes to a point, these guys are injury prone. You got to get rid of them. Yeah, I agree with you. The Blazers, this is the last time they could do this. Like, I think if they are to end the season with this team that they have, no moves made, and they're eliminated in the second round like they usually are. Mm. Um, that GM can't come back. GM can't come back. Moves have to be made. Um, Damon CJ has been like rumored that that should be broken up for a few years now. I think this would be like... People would say, well, CJ got hurt during the season and blah, blah, blah. I just think that we've seen the highest this is going to go. This doesn't get much higher. Well, what um, do you
3: think
2: makes them better?
0: Um, They need to put uh a, a legit two guard next to then d- Dame. not saying cj's not a, but i mean like a 66 67 six, i play defense and i can hit some threes and to, to make them like just i guess size wise a formidable team cuz this like when look at the backcourt small mm-hmm. and then it's not like they have gigantic players everywhere else making up for it you know like so it's not so i think they would. They need to upgrade the CJ position, and maybe it's not for a two guard, just like another scorer who can balance the floor. Maybe all your scoring don't need to come from your backcourt. Maybe you need some front court scoring. Maybe, or maybe they go find Zach Levine, who we were just talking about. They played him. I think Zach Levine might be the guy. I don't so I know. Got, I got a question for y'all. Questions is, are free. I know he's. I know he's undersized, but is Bradley Bill a trade option? There, I think he is, but I think both teams stagnate. I don't think that's any better. Okay. I think the Wizards would be stupid to do it. Okay.
1: But, yeah, uh, I feel like I can get so much better back against CJ McCollum. If you plan to decide to do a Bradley Beal trade and on Portland side, I feel like, like what Josh said, they need size. I feel like they need size on the wings. Um, so Bradley Beal wouldn't really, I feel like they'll be in the same predicament. As Portland's been in the last few years.
0: Oh, I got a, I got a good one, Josh. I got a trade that might help both teams currently. Maybe I might be wrong, but tell me what y'all think. Bradley, not Bradley Bill, CJ
2: McCollum for Chris Middleton, straight up. Who says no? no? no. Who says no, no. no?
0: Both teams get what they need. I like that, but I can see the Bucks saying no. I could too for the defense, what they lose on defense. Defensive person, yeah. Yeah. Because they already lost a lot on defense, but and then you would have Drew Holiday and like yeah, back yeah, Drew Holiday small, with that. Your backcourt small again. You know what I mean? Small backcourt, even though Drew's a great defender. Um I just think that they need the Bucks need more offensive creativity. And mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Blazers need more perimeter defense. And both of those people would provide that for the other team. So I think that might be like, I think that I Portland think right. might, Portland might have to add, add a little sauce to it. Maybe throw, in a, throw Rodney Hood in over the top or something. Somebody like that. One of those, like. I honestly think the Bucks need to add more for CJ. Um, do you? I don't, I don't, I think isn't, let's, 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 let's do some, um, let's hit the basketball reference streets. But I think that they're about the same age, right? I would think so. Um, I think they about the same age. Chris Middleton is twenty-nine. Let's see about CJ McCollum. CJ, I think he about the same, because he was a four-year, he was a four-year player too. CJ McCollum currently is twenty-nine. They're the same age. They were, same exact age. They're both twenty-nine both um, in the prime of their careers. So I I would say if I'm, if I'm Portland, well, if I'm Milwaukee, I say I have a guy who plays all NBA level defense, same offensive production as CJ McCollum. Like if not more, he might add, no CJ was balling this year, but they give you around the same production offensively. CJ is just more of a, a creator and yeah, put the on. Giannis needs creation. I think this, this season and last season has shown us that Giannis is more Shaq than he is LeBron. You know what I mean? And he needs someone to create easy baskets for him because yeah. eventually he gets every season we get to a point where Giannis—they just like he makes it easy to defend him. They build a wall. He can't shoot. He's throwing up air balls. People are leaving him wide open at the three-point line. It's so much that goes into why Giannis isn't working. that I think a small tweak like CJ for Chris Middleton can open all of that up for him.
1: I agree. I feel like Giannis never played with a perimeter threat that can create their own shot, like you Ever. said. Like, Chris Middleton is the most ideal complementary player. You know, he's great in his own right, but he's more of a spot-up 3 and D. He's been able to put the ball on the floor for like a little mid-range pull-up but Giannis needs somebody to draw space into that three-point line, that perimeter. Like, you need... Yeah, you need somebody... And Chris Middleton can do that, but you can do that with one person. You need somebody who's able to... You have to throw two, sometimes hedge a screen, just free up the lanes and just free up that inside for Giannis to go crazy.
0: Yeah, and I think that all the offense that CJ creates on the outside creates that space for Giannis. The, the, The ability... To run pick and roll. You know what I mean? Like, it just gives them so much more. I I don't, I honestly don't understand why the Bucs don't run more Chris Middleton and Giannis pick and roll. It's always because
1: Chris Middleton's inability to really dribble and put the ball on the floor.
0: Yeah, I feel. at, at, At least put the pressure on them with your two best players. You know what I mean? Like, put your two best players in an action together where the other team has to react to the fact that you have those two guys together.
1: Like, I feel like that, like, I feel a pick and roll with the CJ and Giannis or uh, Bradley Beal, Giannis pick and roll will be completely, completely more devastating than yeah. Chris Middleton.
0: I don't. I can't see Washington making that move for Chris Middleton. That's why I didn't even mention Bradley Beal. He probably is more ideal than CJ, but he is way less realistic because if you trade Chris Middleton for for Bradley Beal. First of all, Milwaukee has no other draft picks to offer, so that means that the teams would have to see them as almost even talents, which they're not. Then Chris Middleton's already on a max, a big deal, so it doesn't give them any flexibility there. And he's twenty nine years old, so it's like I'm giving up the younger player. I'm getting an old. I'm getting overall. They're just losing the trade. At no part of that trade would would Washington win.
1: I understand. I feel like. And ultimately, you win with John
0: Wall on Not yet.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say Washington. I feel like the situation's getting to the point. I'm just throwing this out blindly. Like, yeah, uh, Bradley Beal's gonna get so frustrated that it might come to the point where he don't he won't want to play for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if he sat out or held out, whatever the case may be. And Washington would have to trade him for not the ideal value that they'll get back. That's how I see the scenario playing out. I feel like it's going to end on bad terms and Washington is not going to get of equal, of equal value back no matter what for Bradley Beal.
0: I don't... So. I, like, you usually don't get equal... When you trade in a star, you usually don't get equal value back. You usually get four quarters for the dollar, however you want to put the analogy. But I don't see Bradley Beal sitting out. I don't see that in his, like, personality. I see him much more telling them, yo, I've given y'all enough chances and time to do something. Like, can we make a move to get me out? Because he's wasting his prime. Yeah. His prime I, is being wasted.
1: I feel like he he was at that point last season. Now this season, we're not even at halfway through. And you see the throwing the hands in the air, hands on your head, like not really trying. You know, after the loss, just really disengaged with not the team, but the franchise, like upper management of the team. So I feel like it's on a ticking time bomb with the Bradley Beal and Wizards, the, West, the Wizards relationship. Like, I, anybody can have a relationship turn sour, no matter oh, how no. professional you are.
0: I think the relationship is soured, but I don't think that he would just stop playing. Because like, 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 if I'm the Wizards, I'm like very similar to how I felt about the James Harden situation. It's like, I paid you. I gave you your money. Like different from James Harden situation, the Rockets put James Harden in a winning situation, for the most part. But I paid you already. You took your money. You had the opportunity to leave. I don't have to trade you. That's and facts. I think, and I think that how the James Harden thing played out, how the Anthony Davis thing played out, is setting a bad precedent for like players just signing deals and saying I'm done. I'm leaving. I don't care.
1: That's completely the precedent now because I feel like that's how it's going to play out. We're in a players. It's more of a player's league in terms of making demands and controlling the narrative of their own career. Like, we're more of a player's dedicated league to that. Uh, and, well, we all, we all human. We're not trying to waste our best years not winning. And I feel, what, the last time they made the play was, 2016? If I'm not I wrong? Think so. That's five years. So... been that long? It, yeah, it's been, a, like, it's the fifth season. It's been 2016, 17, I believe. And if I'm Bradley Beal, like I see the writing on the wall now with all the hands, throwing the hands in there and everything like that. So I can see it's one thing to trade a star, but it's another thing to get and trade a disgruntled star. You're not going to get nearly you're going to get 50 cents over the dollar and call it call that a day.
0: No, nah, I hear you. there, and I, and I guess for me, like I'm, I'm pro player because I, I, I remember I, I remember when the league wasn't as pro player as it is now. but I do think that the pendulum has swung a little bit too much to the players. Like there, there've been some egregious actions from some of these players. Like, so I think that, well, this is like on a tangent. I think the next collective bargaining agreement is going to get really nasty. I think that, I think we are probably in store for a, for A a, a lockout for sure. Because if you're an owner, you feel like, yo, I can't win. There's no winning as an owner no more. Like, it's these players have all the power. Players who never won shit have all the power. Like, imagine being held over the barrel by Bradley Beal. It's like, bro, what have you done that you can hold me over a barrel? Yeah.
1: Like, what have you done for us?
0: Yeah, like, what have you done? Like, you ain't you haven't done anything to be behaving in this way. And these teams just have to accept it now because. Everyone's so afraid to piss off their star players, and it's just a weird, it's it's a very it puts them in a slippery slope. Yes, very weird working dynamic. How many bosses are afraid of their employees? But I feel like some of it is deserved because some of these front officers just make dumb moves. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. Remember the wizards not too long ago, they got rid of Ubre for um Trevor Reza, just to let Trevor Reza walk and it was just like you giving away a young player for a guy you wanted to win now but you didn't even try to make an effort on bringing him back yeah like no just, like teams like the Wizards the Suns there's certain teams that you it's hard to feel bad for them because they've been inept certain- for so long yeah. but then you guys just look like
1: I understand.
0: It's a business too, bro. Like, I gave y'all y'all bread. I paid you your money. You took the money. And that like, it just sets a bad precedent. Like, you already like know, this. Milwaukee is shaking in their boots because they know Giannis could turn around next season and be like, I want to leave. They know and it. I'm, Everyone know yeah. it.
2: Yeah.
0: And guess what? The entire league would trade for him. Everybody. Like, there'd be no team out on that deal. You know what I mean? So it just sets a really bad precedent and Giannis was going to be like the owners or Adam Silver's debate when they come to the CBA, like, well, Giannis signed back. All the stars aren't leaving, but it looks like even in Milwaukee, unless like they figure something out, maybe CJ McCollum, maybe it's something else that they fix that team because they're heading in that direction. Once again, of like another disgruntled star who keeps getting to a certain point and can get over the top, he's going to leave. But I don't know. I don't know what the, what the fix is. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I agree with you, what you mean though. Like there's a difference between organizations and or franchises being incompetent and just not winning. And I feel like to the players, it's all the same thing.
0: Probably. But I think just like a, a, a perfect example, like society, the players don't see any of that as their own fault. You know what I mean? Like, like I think Westbrook looks at it as like we losing cause of all of y'all, not cause of me. Yeah, you know same what I'm thing saying? with James Harden too. James Harden too, like we losing cause of y'all, not cause of me. They don't ever see what they could change in their own game or their own personality to help the team. When just look at the team. Yeah, and then the difference with like AD, he was put in a bad situation. It was like the the front office really didn't do you know what they were supposed to do, and I don't I don't AD is the only one who comes to mind, but. I feel you. And even Devin Booker and Phoenix, you know, they was putting him in bad situations every year. Yeah. A.D., Devin Booker. And even like and Bradley Beal At- does fall along that line of star player who just had a bad situation handed to him. So I do believe that he has deserved the right to want to leave and want to go. But, but he's just- different from them in the case of he was the second guy. Yes. They had the fact that they even had two guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was different. AD like yeah, Demarcus Cousins eventually ended up being his second guy, but that wasn't a natural fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They had to figure that one out. Drew Holiday up and down injury wise, and like he's good, but is he a good enough number two to get you over the top? We'll find out. You know what I mean? It doesn't look that way currently. I don't even know if he's number two in Milwaukee. He's probably number this three. is what happens when you're loyal to a fool, though. That always comes back to my argument. Yeah, Fame loyal to a fault. DeMarcus Cousins in Sacramento, loyal to a fault. you yes. got to value your play right. yourself yep, more than some of these trash franchises that you keep giving a chance. This is just like when a girl's complaining, oh, he cheated on me, yada, yada, but take the nigga back. Right. This yes, is the exactly. same thing. Because if we're being real, man, like a player like Dame... I respect the hell out of Dame for staying in Portland. I, find, I do find Dame, Giannis, Steph, I do find it commendable when guys find ways to send, spend the majority, if not all of their careers, with one team. Mm-hmm. But in Dame's case in particular, it's like, how much more can you give this team? Like Too loyal to a four. You have brought in them to places where they shouldn't be. Like, they just shouldn't be there. It, it like and you do it consistently, but eventually, your level of play will diminish, and the team will move on,
1: and the narrative will change. Also, exactly. Like
0: just a we acknowledge. Quick update: Joe Nikola Jokic has twenty-two points in the first quarter. So, Sheesh. Look out for that. Yeah. Might be might be history being made. Yeah, best in the league. Yeah. No, he's not. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. It's just. It's, it's the narrative definitely change. For sure. For sure. And how could it not? Because once your, once your play changes and your play diminishes, at no point will they talk about the years when you were good. They're just yeah. like, you ain't shit now.
1: Like, that's why we want to give... We want to give Flowers now, man, While we can, because he's taken this Portland team to, to relevancy the last few years. Western Conference appearances, like you said, places they shouldn't have been in in the first place. Yeah. But I feel like without... like the what we were saying about the players and like more player like empowerment, he needs to get off that team because if he doesn't, the the narrative would be, yeah, he got there, but he can never get past Steph.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to make this a, I don't want to make this a trade everybody topic, but since we are here, if you guys had two destinations for Dame Lillard, where would it be? I already have one in my head. What's your one? I think Milwaukee is the clearest one. Every point guard should go to Milwaukee play with Giannis. Every good point guard, that's ball, fair. shot creator should go there and play with Giannis. Every single one. Okay. That's fair. And I got one. Who's, your, who's yours? Go ahead. The Heat. The Heat?
3: Yeah.
2: That's,
0: that's perfect. Bad. That's perfect. That's legit perfect. He fits their culture. He's fitting perfectly on the team. They have all the pieces to make the move. And make him, Jimmy, and Bam, the big three. Yeah. Send Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and some picks. Throw Bye. Of there. you can have it, and probably Iggy to make the money work. But take them all. Yeah. It, man? Well, no, they have um with eighteen million dollars. Oh, there you go. Throw it out. There you go. Don't judge hey,
1: it. All I'm saying is, yo, we can trade Kemba. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can trade. All I'm saying, listen.
0: I was not expecting that for <laughs> me. bro. Yeah. We can, can trade so, Kemba. Can that in the ring.
1: Hell yeah! I'm trying to yo. I'm starting early. Yo, Dame. Boston a little cold, but it ain't you live in Portland, so what the fuck the difference? <laughs> is,
0: is, Portland, is Portland cold? I don't even that's know. That thing. That's, that's, that's is that pitch. how you're trying to convince him, bro? Uh, that's Just an opening pitch. I thought we were gonna start it off. <laughs> Yo, know, if Ant was a college recruiter, I would never go to his school. He would never get me to show up
1: together. <laughs> oh, hey man, just... listen, you used to the cold, so that's yeah. that's, that's,
0: that's I, like, I kind of like. like that Boston one. I, think it's a uh, back I love it. I like that Boston one though. The Boston one isn't a bad look at all. And my other two picks would be um, the Clippers and Philly. Hmm. The Clippers, I don't know how they would get him. Paul George. Get PG out
1: of there.
0: Is it, is it, is it that hard? We saw they what they. You don't want to run him back with Push Off P? Bro, I'm telling you right now. You know how I'm mad that would make Paul George? Steve Ballmer is waiting for Paul George to fuck up one more time, bro. I'm telling you, bro. It takes I'm more- telling you. Um, one more playoffs for him to He's out of there underperform. He's out of there, bro. That, that man mean. is
1: definitely on his last write up. I'm yes. gonna say that right now. For
0: real, like Ant was for nine months at work on his last write-up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh...
1: he ain't no lies. But <laughs> 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 it ain't about that right now. It's the new job.
0: But no, for real, man. Um, I think Paul George is on his last legs out there, and Philly too, man. Philly, Philly want to get rid of Ben Simmons so bad. I know Dame is kind of long in the tooth at this point, but shit, he gave you championship. Title hopes right now.
1: You can like, pair Dame up with any of like, Embiid, a Giannis, yeah, or Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, that's what he needs honestly. Because I'm tired of seeing Dame's really work as hard as Dame has get punched by in Steph the playoffs every time you see him. I'm but tired of it.
0: Dame you is one it. of those guys who is he's he is a number one, but on a perfect situation, he'd be a num- overqualified number two. That's what he is. He's an overqualified number two. Like, yeah. he can help you get to the playoffs over and over and do it in 50 like, games. What, AB?
1: He's a one, but his team don't got a two or a three.
0: Yeah, but I think if you want to win a championship, Dame needs to be, yes, he might be like the focal point of your offense, but he needs a player who is dominant on they the They have offense. a three.
1: Who's that three? CJ. CJ's the three. three. On the championship he, could, team. he could be the third
0: best player on the championship team. I could take that. I could see she's being the second best player on the championship team, just depending on who the number one is. If, if he was LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> or Giannis. Yeah. Or uh, I can't or say KD. that. Or KD. Anybody with KD. Because <laughs> anybody can play with the niggas, though.
1: So, they, can bring, they make threes, twos. So? <laughs> As a two? What do you mean so?
0: KD made Steph the ultimate one of two. That's how you know KD is the truth. He made the two-time, unanimous MVP, a two. And no, well, I made Tiakam look like a great number two. He did. That's that.
1: what I'm saying. Like, there's certain players that can bring, like, they just raise, the, like, the play of others. Which I guess you would want in a one. I guess that's what you would want in a one. But not everybody, KD, LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis out there. So with we- the ones, like a Dame, you need a solid two. And Dame's, and CJ is not a solid two. He's a fringe two to me.
0: I think Dame is an overqualified two. I just think that he really is a two. He just is so good at basketball. He he has no problem playing the one, playing, being a one, but he like, if you put Dame with Anthony Davis in, when he was in New Orleans, Dame is the leader of the team. But AD is the most talented player. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, it's like Nash and Amari kind of like Amari is a more talented player, but the leader, best, best player on the team would have been Steve Nash. So like That's true. it's just Dame. I, I hope Dame, gets out of Portland even though he I'm pretty sure he wants to stay. But let's move on because we could do fake trades all day. It's like my favorite game to play. <laughs> the Suns beat the Mavs, the reeling Mavericks at this point, who have now lost five straight games. Um Chris Daspozingis missed another game. Oh, um Nick's won that trade. Uh, Chris Paul, virtuoso point guard performance, 29 points, um, 12 assists, 16 points in the fourth quarter. Did everything the team needed to win. DeAndre ate in eighteen point seventeen rebounds. Animal, um, and the Mavs just look lost. They look lost. They look um, like a team who traded for a number two with bad knees. And I knew you had to throw that jab in there. Shit, I say what I said. <laughs> it's the truth, man. It's the truth. Listen, I um, I don't wish injury on no one. I don't wish that on anybody, but. Seven footers with knee injuries are never something that's a good good sign. Like yeah. you like, I know Mark Cuban thought he saw Dirk in KP, but Dirk was like Dirk didn't get hurt often. You know what I yeah, mean? Dirk, Dirk didn't was, get
3: hurt like that, yeah.
0: Dirk was very, very durable. KP has never played a whole season in his whole career. And that's a bad sign when you're not even 26 years old yet. So yeah, uh, the Mavs in a bad spot and something seems off with the Mavs. I think Josh said it earlier. It just don't seem right in Dallas. And I'm thinking it's what happens with Rick Carlisle. Usually he's overstating his welcome. It, it doesn't. Long. Because when I'm looking at it, the grand scheme of things, Luca is playing even better than he did last year. But mm-hmm. the team is just struggling to like, Get it together. I don't know if it's the COVID. I don't know how many players is out with COVID. Because to be fair, I haven't really watched any Mavericks games like that, so I don't know if they just missing like Josh Richardson and those guys and stuff like that. But you didn't have Josh Richardson last year, so I don't know. I don't. I just don't know what's what's up with them. Josh is back. He just came back, and he and he's been underperforming too. So it's just like, I don't know what it is. Is it? Do you think it's Luca? Do you think? You think people are just like, uh, Luca's just doing too much. A lot of team? people, I've heard like the, I've heard the new, um, I guess thought process that Luca is just Harden that we like more like empty stats. A lot of that kind of stuff. But Harden was an empty, he was winning. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, Westbrook, think, you mean, well, the, the comparison I heard was Harden. That was a comparison I heard, but well, you that... right. Harden was a winner. Westbrook more than Harden. I would just say that one Luka's still really young. It's only year three. You know what I mean? Year three. Um, I think they have to put that team, they need to put other pieces around him. I think Luca's one of those players who can make everyone good around him, but he also does need a certain kind of um, someone to help him. Like, I think they need more defensive-oriented players around him, guys who's (laughs) Mine says, because he's going to create the offense. He's one of those guys. I'll create the offense. Don't worry about it. I'll get us to 100 and whatever we need a night. Um, With the Mavs, I don't my The bad. Mavericks. Oh, they're, missing, they my bad. they're missing Seth Curry, too. I know they added the college kid. Um, That's supposed to be like. He hasn't been playing. Yeah, so they're missing Seth Curry, which means they're missing shooting. Tim Hardaway isn't as efficient as he was last year, which is not someone you don't really want to rely on in a consistent basis. Yeah, because I feel like what you want from him is what Terrence Ross is as a player. Heat check, you know? Yeah, heat check player, which is it's just something weird. It feels weird seeing them like this, and I I just can't figure out what it is. I also think that they might need a good secondary ball handler, like a good. And that's one. why I wanted them to get Brogdon. Yeah, Brogdon would have been great. Yeah, that's another good. Like we could keep, we could do the trade thing all day. We need to have like a trade episode. Where we just talk trades or something. Maybe there's trades to be made here too. Maybe their problem is the pressure. Everybody expected them to be like a. Top five seed. Top four, five seed. Everybody had him projected. And then everybody five. expected Luca to be an MVP. Yeah, true. So true. I think it's just the pressure within himself, probably, yeah. and the team. Because all these high expectations you're hearing from, from the ringer to ESPN to Yahoo, all these places had the Mavs top five seed and Luca being top three and MVP. And it's just like, all right, Luca, you can have you could put up the numbers, but to be an MVP, you have to affect winning. And but he, my thing is, cut, you know, he's affected winning. We've seen him do it. So, like, my thing is what has changed. You know what I'm saying? The last two years, he's a, like... I think he's the pressure, man.
1: Probably. I feel like it's mind. the expectations yeah. as well as as yeah. as well as team stuff that he can't control because he's bowling and, and, like, he's hooping. Yeah. But it's just the team coming around, probably like the short turnaround, That's losing what was like. Seth That was going to be my next
0: point. My next point was, was I do think it was short turnaround. Remember, they played in the bubble.
1: He got hurt so in the bubble.
0: They played in the bubble. He got hurt in the bubble, like Porzingis. Yeah, Porzingis got hurt in the bubble. He get hurt everywhere. He get hurt walking on the street. But th- then they have the short turnaround. Every player expected like a six month layoff between the season started. L- we all know Luca's never the best in shape guy. Since, since since he's been looking like Play-Doh since day one. But they lost in the first round. Yeah, but if you but if you lose in the first round and you think oh I got X amount of months off to get my shit together, you might go somewhere like, and eat sleep on the beach, have but sex with some girls. I will understand that if you're the heat. They play in the finals. That's why I get why they're playing the way they played, and they've been hit by COVID, right? Excuse me. I mean, I understand. Yeah. The Nuggets, kind of the same thing. Western Conference Finals, they started off slow. Now they're getting themselves together. All right? I get the excuse. Oh, We're not even going to touch the Lakers because LeBron is a different beast than himself. He always stay in shape, whatever. Um, What other team made it? Um... The Celtics, the Celtics are outperforming. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they were ready. So I can't really get on you for being a professional athlete saying, "Oh,
1: my thing is
0: you got eliminated in the first round." Excuse, you know. What I'm saying?
1: All those teams have a one-two punch, and Luca is the one-two punch.
0: Mm-hmm, that's right.
1: Because <laughs> Porzingis can't stay healthy enough to play and like gel with the team. And every time he does, he gets injured where they need him the most. They lost Seth Curry from last year. They brought in Josh Richardson. So, it kind of fucked up mm-hmm. the continuity. So, Josh Richardson is not the shooter of Seth, Ke- Seth Curry's caliber. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, it's kind of a downgrade shooting-wise.
0: Which messes up the space on
1: the floor and everything. Like Josh like said, all you all don't want to
0: rely on a nigga like Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, you don't want to. You, that's the fact. You don't want you to. You don't rely. want to
1: put money on that. So, it's kind of just like the external team factors beyond Luka. So I wouldn't say you have to look at him. I'm looking at either Rick Carlisle and upper management.
0: I don't even think you can make this better though because other than Porzingis who probably doesn't have that much, he has trade value but not as much as he did coming from New York. Who has trade value to get you something?
2: Nothing. That's why
1: I think they should flip Porzingis. Yeah.
0: Well, but the thing is who wants him? What, what, what's his value? Like Josh said. His, value's, like, not, yeah, it's not the his same. value's not
1: high, but there's always a team. There's always teams out there that's desperate for either some kind of talent. Hopefully he can have a resurgent year. Team's banking on that. So you have to find a team willing to buy low.
0: No, ag- agreed. It's just the math have to figure something out. Like I said before, Mark Cuban isn't one to often change the head coach, but I think Rick Carlisle's time in Dallas might be up because he's always been a a coach known to like um, be hard on his players, his young guys in particular. And I, I don't, I don't see like the connection between him and Luca. Like I don't see that head coach superstar connection. Like you would like to see. And I do thoroughly believe that this might be the end of his tenure and it might be time, you know, certain times and certain points, the shit just has went on too long. But, uh, we kind of touched on Bradley bill a little earlier and I just want, cause like he's clearly the next superstar to be moved. So I was wondering what, what do you guys, what do you, what do you guys see as the best and most valuable Bradley bill trade scenarios? What about you, Bradley Bill's
1: uh, Trade scenarios? Yeah, like. Um,
0: give me your top, like the top two trades, two three trades, two to three trades that you would like to see Bradley Beal. Where you like to see him end up? That would help both teams. Uh,
1: first and foremost, I think the top team that should pull for Bradley Beal is the Denver Nuggets. I feel like that's the like the obvious answer. Yeah, I feel like you know, get rid of. You got to get rid of guys like Gary Harris. Uh, they're gonna have to trade somebody with some value as well. So Michael yeah, Porter Jr. Jr. probably. Mm-hmm. They have so many assets that they can they they can take the time and really dig through who the hell's gonna go. But I feel like Denver should pull the trigger. And for me, I feel like we talked about this earlier. I hope I didn't take an answer on it, but cool. <laughs> uh <laughs> Golden State.
0: Yeah, that would be a good one, man. I think Jonathan Charks from the Ringer had um had said that he it was his trade. I want to give him credit. He was saying that the um, Warriors could trade Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. Jonathan Wiseman, the top three protected Minnesota pick from this from this year's draft, and that should be enough to get U- to get um, Beal. And I don't necessarily think they're wrong.
1: I don't I, want them to give up Wiseman though.
0: I don't want to, but I don't think Wiseman's. Um, trajectory matches up with Clay, Steph, and Draymond. And I think that's what the Warriors are focused on. I think it's more like we want to maximize this unit right here. And if Wiseman's going to be good in four years, maybe three, four years, I don't want to wait. I, don't I to
1: completely wait. agree. But I feel like Wiseman's already better than most of the bigs they've had during this Warriors dynasty. Like, yeah, he's not the pass so like Bogut or anything like that. And that's crazy. Bogut might be the next best center. In my opinion, but he's better than the loonies. He was better than the older, injured, banged up DeMarcus Cousins. I, you know, I wouldn't want to give Wiseman away. I feel like he is the piece that sneakily might keep them, might put them over the top in the future. Yeah. He the
0: could year. be like, he could be um, kind of what Len Bias was supposed to be, Larry Bird, just like like that piece to extend his career, extend Steph's career. You could play through him in the future, but. I don't think the Warriors are worried about the future. I think they're worried about the right now. I think, like they, I think they see their window as the next four years, five years max. And is Wiseman going to be a guy who you can rely on in that time period? I'm not sure.
1: I feel, I feel like he's already currently in his rookie year, he's better than any of the bigs he had.
0: So. Oh, he is, but does he change? Does he, does he move the needle enough to win a championship? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh not this season, but next season I feel like he can move that needle. Especially yeah. with, with the extra spacing Clay gets back if you do get a Bradley deal. If if you know you got stuff, you got Dream on this, the, the floor spacing is there. And he shown his own versatility by I forgot I forgot what game it was, two games ago. He had like three threes, four threes.
0: He brought the ball up court, dunked on somebody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like he he's showing his flashes. Moments. Yes. Yeah, his flashes are I great. Agree. So if he can continue that into next year and not hit a sophomore slump, Warriors should be back with a deep playoff run. So...
0: To me, when I watch him play, he seems like a guy that you have to activate. Like, he does not a self-motivator. Like, he needs Draymond yelling at him and shit like that. And I don't like that. I don't need guys who want to be need to be motivated. I would rather... Um, I would rather Trade Wiseman get... I'd rather trade Wiseman, get Bradley Beal, have a have a core of Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, Steph, Clay, and Draymond for the next four to five years. And just have whatever. And if if I couldn't get Bradley Beal to go to the Warriors, I think the next best spot for him would be Philly. What about you, Josh? What do you think the best Bradley Beal trades are? Um, Well, you know, Miami's always in the conversation. Um. The Warriors one, when you first mentioned it to me, I didn't know how to feel, but I, I kind of like it because it will piss the Laker fans off. I like pissing Laker fans off. Um, But I think those are the only ones, and I guess um, the Mavs, that makes sense. Yeah. I like the Mavs trade a lot. I just don't know what they give up. Like, I don't think Washington wants KP back. No, they will take him. You did Washington with a KP back? Yeah. Yeah. I got oh, yeah. it. I can see coach. them taking KP. Bro, KP immediately is the knight in shining armor. What oh, do you have man. to look forward to in, in Washington? I get it. Rui Hachimura, he's good, but he's not going to be great. I oh, don't know, man. You feel me? Like, Listen,
1: man. I rode through the DC streets and they're not talking about Hachimura like that.
0: And you. And you stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. you stuck with Westbrook. I don't think another team will trade for Westbrook.
1: Oh, no. He's stuck with that, man. You
0: might as well put him around shooters. You this might as well. Is this is true. You're right. you stuck with it. You got to make it work somehow.
1: So, he, he triple single. That's what going to start looking like soon.
0: <laughs> the dream on special?
1: Yeah, the dream on special, son.
0: So I, I, I think now you have to... The Mavs will have to attack, you know, the size department if they go for Bradley Bill. But Bradley Bill next to Luca automatically takes a lot of pressure off of Luca. 100 percent Because now you got a bucket getter. Luca could create yeah. and you got to, someone just get buckets. You know that's a guaranteed 25 to 30 a night. For sure. I was um yeah. just to bring it back to like trade scenarios, I was listening to I'm gonna say Bill Simmons and Rasillo or House. He still wasn't? Obviously, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But um, I think someone presented a trade where it said Washington would get Wiseman would get Wiseman Ubre, and the unprotected um Minnesota pick, and then the next one, then we would have who Phoenix would get Bradley Beal and the Warriors. Well, no, the war the, and the Warriors would get Devin Booker.
3: Ooh, I like that.
0: Yeah, right. And and, and um, the reasoning was that Devin Booker hasn't really been the same player this season. Um, Bradley Beal is more in a win now kind of place in his career. You're ready. CP, him and CP. That was a really interesting trade. That was when I liked a lot. I had to bring it here and see like. That's a good trade, man. I like it, but wins. I don't see Phoenix getting rid me of me neither. me neither. I don't, I don't see Phoenix De- nice. getting rid of Book, man. But say, like, say there is some inside conversation that Book's not happy there. Maybe like we don't know that he's not happy right now, and they know, and mm-hmm. they're like, listen, we can get that. we can get, because like the part that is missing about the Bradley Beal conversation that of course we know is he's leading the league in scoring. He's going thirty-four to five points a night. This is a guy who will immediately help any team he goes to. So um, I just found it really interesting. So uh, I don't sweet know. Sweepstakes for
1: Bradley Beal, definitely
0: Bradley Beal something Beal to watch sticks, for, man. Right? For sure. Free Beal. <laughs> Free Beal for real, because he has been dying out in the nation's capital. But let's keep mm. it pushing on to the next. Um. So with every, we have, if you have not been in a coma you have seen the fluctuation of the stock market. I use the word fluctuation like I watch stocks to understand it. But everyone is a, is a stock, a stock professional now. Shout out to Wall Street Reddit. You know what I'm saying? Wall Street Bets. Shout out to them people over there Excellent. helping helping the common man get get, get to the bag. But um money. a lot of stocks have been going up, like GameStop and Nokia AMC. and AMC, shout, shout to AMC. and Black yeah, and Body Works and BlackBerry, and some have been going down. I you, Robin
2: Hood.
0: Yeah, fuck you, Robin Hood. So we have come up with our own little game. We call this the dead-ass stock market. Players going up, players going down. It's not even like a game, just some players, some trends we have noticed. And let's start at the top. Jeremy Grant has been trending up all season. Jeremy Grant was a player that a lot of people... We're, we're um, I would say, hesitant would be the perfect word mm-hmm. to see if he was a guy who would score 20 points a night for you, 25 points a night for you. And he's not only done that, he's become the Pistons' best player. He's currently averaging 23 points a game, six rebounds, and three assists on his 45% shooting from the field and 40% shooting from three. I would have never guessed that. Ever.
1: Ever he He's the only one that guessed that.
0: Who saw Ladies this? and gentlemen, that is our BlackBerry stock right Glass. there. Go scoop Jeremy that Grant. up. ASAP. <laughs> Go get that one. If you're buying stocks, that Jeremy stock, Jeremy Grant stock is going through the roof. The only thing weird to me about it was like that he went to the Pistons. Like, of course, I guess he just wanted somewhere where he could prove yeah. that he can be this player. <laughs> but the Pistons are bugging. They had Christian Wood who is next up on this list on rising stocks. Christian Wood is probably the NBA's most improved player.
2: Uh, debatable.
0: Debatable with this list, but he's arguably the NBA's most improved player. He, um, He's he just been an animal for for the Rock. And I hate using like those generic terms. He's been an animal. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I would be lying if I would say he hasn't been. He's been a beast all season. Christian Wood is currently averaging himself. 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, 155% shooting, 38% shooting from the from three, which is really shocking, and about two blocks a game. So these are two guys who are not basically swapped for each other, you know what I mean? It's basically like a swap, and both players are playing good. I think it would have been more beneficial for Detroit long-term to keep Christian Wood because he's younger and... I just see more upside there. Mm. But these are two guys definitely trending up. Game stock out here. That's game stock out here. Not game stock, game stock. You heard me.
1: I got a question <laughs> before we go into the next verse. Yeah. Do you think if they was on the team together, would both their stocks still be the rise?
0: Christian Woods would. is that great? Um, I think he's a benefit of having the ball as much as he does. Christian Wood doesn't like demand a lot of touches it's more like he's getting his in a movement pick and roll things of those nature. so i think regardless he was heading up plus he was like a undrafted rookie so it's only up from there you know what yeah, I mean? Like you can't don't, get how do you get any worse no one we didn't spend any capital on you we that found was one you.
1: cent that was one dollar a share at that point in the beginning
0: exactly that was that penny stock from, uh, he he was, was from he was, wall street he that's what he the was pushing oh come on, yeah. right, man he was getting bounced around a lot. He was. He got bounced around quite often, and he made it work for himself, so two guys that should definitely be on the outlook for their stocks. Their stocks is definitely going up. Shout-out to Christian Wood. Shout-out to Jeremy Grant. Another Detroit guy, though, who's stocking way down. The ginger sniper himself. <laughs> Blake Griffin, man. Ginger sniper? He's, he been sniping, he was sniping them holes out in Hollywood. He's out in LA. Look, look at his list, man. He got him. Blake got a few. Listen, he went man. to Detroit, and she. Yeah, his his stock is going down. I don't know. Blake's <laughs> game is following the Detroit housing market, all going down. Yo, Jesus
1: Christ, this is. <laughs> listen, man, you ain't wrong. Sorry,
0: guys. My but... with Blake, I don't know if he's underplaying. You know, not playing. Like obviously, he's not going to be the same Blake he was like three years ago. But I don't know if he's just not showing that much effort because it's Detroit and he wants to be out of there or he's just as bad like i i can't tell
1: my my guess man my guess is he's on it he's just interested like yeah the injuries took a toll on him and that's expected he's already over 30 so i get it but being in Detroit doesn't make the situation any better At all. Like, i, I got to rehab I'm already living in Detroit. I'm already in Detroit. I got to play. I got to rehab, come play NBA basketball to get smoked majority of the time. That shit affects your psyche. So, sorry, Blake Griffin, man. I really feel bad for the boy, the ginger, the gingerhead sniper. But, stock is going down.
0: I don't, I don't think that, um, Do not buy, sell. Yeah, sell immediately. And I would say, Um, I don't know if, he's definitely not giving max effort and like that's easy to do in detroit but i also do think like players like him and the next guy on this list who play strictly off athleticism and aggression and attacking and things of that nature they always it's never like a a, graceful a a graceful decline decline. it's always off of a cliff it goes straight off a cliff every time
1: we see, we seen this. We seen this happening with all the high flyers. It's just that's the high flyers' rite of passage. Is incredible primes, hell of a drop off when when
0: decline. But my, but my thing with Blake, I feel like he has the tools to succeed without his athleticism. You yeah, know, he could post up, he could pass. It's not like he's like a, you know, just a, oh, I'm gonna just dunk on you. That's how he was getting off. I understand, but he's like even with the first step. What about the first step? That's not there no more. Um, he learned and, how to shoot, though. Yeah, I. And the I, I even, you know what it is too, which is honestly like the real, like probably like the the, the 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 more honest part of all of this is that he's doing this as their main option. Like if Blake was your third best player now or your second best player, like maybe that's still Ooh. not ideal. But like Blake is their main. He's still like the face of the franchise. You know what I mean? Like, it's still running like plays for him. Like, if he was somewhere else in a like a, a supplementary role and it was just like, you'll see the ball every other time down court. This guy mm-hmm. right here is the main, is the main cog. Things like that. Like, we could do trades all day like I said, but there's a trade somewhere to fix Blake. I just don't care to find it right now. Okay. I, I changed what I said about him. I'm not going to say sell. I'm going to say hold. Hold, Let's hold, hold. All right. Let's hold this yeah. stock. Let's see where it goes. But it's going down. Yeah, let's hold it, it. Hold it. You might. It might be smart to buy some more. You don't know. He might end up. Buy, on the, buy on the dip, guys. Buy on the dip. Buy on the dip, right? <laughs> because I love all the
1: terms we've learned in the last four days. It's been beautiful. <laughs> I love it.
0: Blake is one of those guys, like most dudes, but he is one of those guys that if he was to go to the Warriors. I rejuvenates everything. His passing ability, right. his pick setting, his ability to stretch the floor. So it really is about fit for him at this point because when you a superstar, there is nothing. fits don't matter. I'm the fit. But yeah. Once, it's once, around his, you. once your skill set starts to diminish like he, his is right now, you do need more of a system predicated around getting you easy shots and making your life easier.
1: So and it, it has to be more of a half-court team. I thought to cut you off.
0: Oh, no, no. Go ahead. It's fine. Like,
1: yeah. It has to be a half-court team.
0: I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree because... You can't go up and down. Not with this roster: Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin. Look at Derrick Rose. Talking about people with bad legs, man.
1: Listen, I'll tell you right now, this would be the team to beat in 2011.
0: Word, right? This D team.
1: Rose and Blake Griffin. If this was 10 years ago, right? This
0: fucking team's a, This team's a triage now. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you nice. don't know who we gonna get dunked on by? <laughs> yeah, if this was probably 10 years ago, probably both. <laughs> and and, and Polly was good um a few years back too. This is true. Listen, man, they lucky this ain't 2011. But to so continue on our stock and our stock um, discussion, another downward stock of a superstar that we all love Nick, and still have high hopes for finding his way back into relevancy, Russell Westbrook, man, what has happened to, the, to Brody, man? Brody is no longer what Brody's, he was.
1: He's oldie now. That's what that <laughs> so That's right. So me
0: financial to advisors as experience as the dead ass only. <laughs> um, I will say sell this stock. Definitely. You have to sell. Don't hold it. Don't buy. Sell. Because it's not looking good. It's not. And what I wasn't aware of because I don't really like I always see him on the ticker. Westbrook has had a lot of surgeries. Like a lot of knee surgeries. I think yes, he's right. on like he's had like four, maybe five surgeries on his knees at this point. Yeah. And I think is that is so much surgery that he had that now he's resting back to backs. Yeah. He wasn't resting back to backs before. Now he's starting to rest back to back to backs and he has minute restrictions. Like when has Westbrook ever had a minute restriction, right? That's because so, just
1: that, that style of play, like we said with Blake Griffin, man, like I feel like if anybody is the walking definition of that high bang, running bang kind of style, it's Russell Westbrook like the last 10 years, the last decade.
0: Russell Westbrook plays basketball like a running back plays basketball, plays football. Yeah, like. No, no care for his body.
1: So it's kind of unfortunate that we're starting to see, well, now it's clear as day, but we're starting to see the actual decline of Westbrook So sell the stocks if you can. But I feel like he's going to enter those twilight years. So if he gets on a different team, I forgot how many years he got left on his contract. But if there's any way he can escape Washington, buy the stock back. But until then, don't do it. Let go of that hope.
2: Yeah.
0: And the thing about Westbrook is, man, is he's one of those dudes that his personality doesn't lend him to be a role player. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't picture him being a backup point guard. You know Westbrook, what I mean? After this year, has two more years left of forty-four million. Oh be my god. After this, and then the year after that, the last year is forty-seven million. Oh my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, they they got almost a hundred million dollars wrapped up in a guy who can't hit a three. And to me, the real like the real thing that made me notice that Westbrook um, has been falling off is that. His, his his um free throw attempts, like Russell Westbrook is one of those dudes that gets to the line. Like if there's mm-hmm. one thing he's gonna do is get to the line, and if um mm-hmm. his last year he averaged seven um um trips to the to free throw line, and this year he's averaging five. So he's just moving I back said three from, um free throw. Attempt. Oh no, you're right. You are right. Free like three. So there you go. That's hot. Yeah. A- that's bad for a star. Exactly, and a guy who, who a guy who is predicated on attacking the rim. You know what I mean? So, and his free throw percentage is going down. Like, which says something to me about his confidence in himself at the line. He's shooting sixty five percent from the free throw line. Last year, he was shooting seventy six percent from the free throw line. So, he is just in a decline from all angles. Everything, every 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 statistic that matters has been going the opposite direction. His assistant up this year, but he's no longer playing with James Harden. So, duh. (laughs) But um, besides that, everything else is pretty much going the other direction. And I don't know. There is no fix for this. There is no team where he goes and he's the answer. And it's like, I think that we about to watch, hopefully not, but this seems like Marbury-esque, francis Esk, iverson Esk. I can see him being... The, turner- the turnover on him being quick. You know what I mean? Because I don't think Russell Westbrook made many um, working friends during yeah. his time in the league. So I don't see too many people... Um, don't ever bring any bridges, folks. Exactly. And I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't know. I haven't heard too many terrible stories, but from the perception, don't seem like somebody... That um, is going to have a lot of people knocking at his door to come play a supplementary role. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another player on the upside might brighten. And today, You touched on him earlier, Jalen Brown.
1: It's the real most improved.
0: Jalen Brown literally has gotten better every year of his NBA career, so this should be no surprise. But he's made like a leap this year. Last year, he was averaging twenty points a game. This year, he's averaging twenty-seven points a game. Like that's a lot of points. Like it seems seven points seems like not that much to the casual fan but a seven point jump in your scoring performance is amazing now as financial advisors the experts that we are this is what you call the gme this is the game stop yeah it's that game stop stock this is it this is it right here jalen brown he is it this is that it's, buy, buy and hold the line. Buy and hold the line. Hold it down. This is for Sparta. This is what we're doing with Jalen Brown. Because I tell you, because he's only 24. So it does not, would not surprise me if he made another jump next year. Mm-hmm. And if he does, the Celtics would have the two best young perimeter players for the next decade, like together. Like, yeah. it's hard to argue that. So Jalen Brown, stock all the way up, buy, buy, buy. Buy buy and hold.
1: He's shooting on 53% from the field and f- over 40 from the three. So
0: you can't get on that. that.
1: He ain't 50-49 because the free throws still would need some work, but put up on that Jalen Brown stock, man. That could be fixed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Our next the next um NBA stock we we are advising y'all to buy. The young is bull. The young bull himself. The president, mayor, and governor of sex land, Colin Sexton. <laughs> yeah come on um, man what could you say he beat the nuts by himself I don't care it, what nobody say that is true he To Michael Jordan <laughs> okay, not by Jordan. himself because Jared Allen was very uh, 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 I, no no he helped he helped we not here for the truth we are here for narratives <laughs> but I will, I will say this this stock right here if you didn't buy the stock when he when they beat the Nets back to back, you missed out on your big payday. Yeah, you missed out. You missed out. You missed, you missed out. out on your big payday. Your stock went way up. You you're not. You didn't get your profit. Now you're paying three to four hundred dollars for the stock for him. Yeah, Robin Hood done said fuck y'all. We never let's buy it no more. You know how <laughs> they're doing. Yeah, that's the, you they, they close it down. That's sex, that sex land no more.
1: I uh, see. <laughs> we need to work on the name, but the Sexland stock.
0: Yeah, y'all, y'all not fucking with Sexland. That's a fire nickname. I like That's that. That's a
1: disgusting one. name.
0: Sexland. The, land is up. disgusting. It's abbreviations great, for for this stock is is sex. Mm, come on, you don't want to buy the stock. and mm-hmm. say I'm sex. Grow up, eh?
1: I'm good on the sex stock, You're but sex <laughs> stock. I'm good on what? the sex stock. I, I did hear. I,
0: I have heard that your sex stock is falling. Streets are saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, fuck the streets.
0: I may have gotten a DM from a girl from Bushwick who had not favorable things to say about you, bro. Uh, you know, Holmes be
1: lying, man. But it ain't about me right now. <laughs> That's
0: every nigga answer. Holmes be lying, man. He, he don't know the girl. He don't. He don't know what she said. That bitch is lying. Hoes,
1: right? Just categorizing.
0: Yeah, man. So yeah, if you ain't yeah, buy back that, to sex land, if you ain't buy that sex land, that Colin Sexton stock, man, it's too late. But you still might have a chance to get on this bandwagon. It's been empty fight like the last 30 years. People jumping back on it. New York Knicks, R.J. Barrett. That R.J. Barrett <laughs> start going through the roof, y'all. It really is. It really is. The streets didn't like R.J. last year. Said that he wasn't one of the best rookies in the league. He didn't make, no, he didn't make first team all-rookie or second team all-rookie. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic. But no. this year, my boy then jumped up on every stat. He's went up from 14 points a game to 18 points a game. Free throw percentage is up from 61% to 75%. His free throw attempts are up. His field goal percentage is up. His three-point percentage is actually huh? down. No, actually okay. down. Three-point percentage down, but he, start, he, he did start the year really cold from three. I would say that. Over the last like, I would say 11 games, he's been shooting a lot better from three, but he is shooting currently 29% from three. So that's not good. This stock right here. Stock is going up, y'all. This stock is still a fair price, so you mm-hmm. can get this stock. It's rising. This is this stock is gonna keep rising, guys. I will suggest you buy now and hold. Yo. Buy as many as you can and hold. Josh got that Jordan Belfort voice, that um, that um Wolf of Wall Street shit. You maybe want to yeah. spend money I shouldn't spend, bro. We
1: been doing this man, Oakmont shit for real.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh. <laughs> oh <okay, Ooh>. I- God. <laughs>
0: That movie makes me make me want to do cocaine and make money. <laughs> Shit, man! <laughs> I'm but not you, fucking leaving. Facts. That's what the nigga at Robin Hood said. That's what he tried to throw his ass. I'm not fucking leaving.
1: Nigga had him on yeah. CNN.
0: Oh man! And fucking shout out to um, what's the dude from Ballstool? That white guy, Dave Portnoy. You know, he been going on every news program and verbally assaulting that guy, bro. He hates. The guy for Robin Hood. He has been attacking him every day. <laughs>
1: Vlad, whatever your last name is, we on to you, nigga.
0: <laughs> you mean Dave Portnoy? Oh, Vlad, You mean from who? From Vlad TV or the dude from Nah,
1: not a nigga. Oh, that owns Robin Hood. It's first oh, his Vlad. name Vlad. Vlad too. Yeah, we on Vlad him. Sutton. Whatever your we name is, we, we on
0: you. We on him. I'm about to send the goonie goons on him. Kodak got home. Sniper gang coming for him. Um, and finally. A stock that breaks my heart to say it's falling because this mm. is one of New York's finest. Our last great New York City point guard, Kemba Walker. Stock's what can we damn, say, huh? man? What can we say, bro? Cardiac Kemba. Do gave us so much great moments, but that stock is plummeting.
1: Listen, <laughs> like, I know what I want to say.
0: And before you get to that, let me just say this. Um, as the financial advisors, we are. This stock is plummeting, but I will say hold. Don't sell yet. Oh. There's still a lot of season to go. Let's hold this stock. Buy on the dip. Buy it the might. Dip. It might be worth it. That's all I gotta say. And take it away. I have to listen to my financial advisor. Yeah, and this is more this is more your department. This is your team. Let us know, man. What's your oh name? no?
1: I have a different answer from Josh. I am selling this stock. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here. <laughs> I am out. Listen, Dame, it's it's cold in Boston, but we got chips. I'm selling my recruitment. Listen, it's so got... <laughs> trying
3: to get Dame.
1: <laughs> listen, I'm selling the Canvas stocks I was telling my guys earlier, they, they dropped the same play where he shoots from the wing off the screen and he never hits it. He hits the back iron every at time. The time. I'm going to put the video on the page so you can see it. It's the same play over and over again. This man okay. does not hit it. I'm tired okay. of it. I don't care if you're coming up with injury. <laughs> so this, guy,
0: this guy is a really, he's really a, a minority. You know when he's upset and your parents yelling at you? Or they they beating you? What did I tell <laughs> you? This what yo, he doing to the desk. Why do black people beat I'm like tight. that? Why nah, do black people? Nah. Why do black people beat you and talk to you like you could answer questions while you trying to catch your breath? Nigga be like
1: listen, you hearing yo you hearing that you are hearing that it is all time high when you getting your ass beat. Bro, I don't you hear, hear everything when you getting your ass beat.
0: I don't hear nothing. Don't I, just, it, probably, I, just, I, just, I just watch the belt. I just watch. I didn't hear enough. Nah, I, I, I just watched the belt time. No, nigga, And take his being like a slave. Niggas, so I closed my eyes.
1: <laughs> Hell
2: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Uh, uh,
1: listen, man, sell the canvas stock because this nigga, man. Listen, Dame, it's cold, Well, we got space. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, we got space.
0: I'm oh, a, I'm oh, a, I'm, shit. A, I'm, a, I'm not going to buy no more Canberra stock, but I'm going to hold on to the little bit that I got. I ain't hold, have that much. Hold the line. Yeah, hold I'm on. selling. Oh, man.
1: I'm selling. You know what? Boston has been like a fucking... I forgot. Revolving door point guards, bro. What's another one going to do, man? You bring the next one in. Somebody got to work. This shit got to work eventually, nigga.
0: Thanks. And yeah, so those are the stocks. that ask only stock predictions. If you need any more stock advice, go to oh my josh at on uh, on Twitter. Is that your, your Twitter? Oh my josh, uh, I josh mio. Which one is it? Uh, I don't know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and we the ones that smoke weed. All right. Anyway, <laughs> nice. Fucking. Before we get out of here, we about a quarter way through the season, so I think we we could start touching on MVP maybe, like just like the first quarter of the season who would be you guys early season MVP pick? Give me your, give me your top two candidates. I like, to, we do three is too many. Give me your top two and you go first. MVP candidates for the 2021 season so far.
1: For me, I'm going to say Joel Embiid as well as I might go KD.
0: Look at Josh's face. He was he was not taking nothing else from you, bro. You look so upset. Thanks. Yeah, I
1: felt, I felt the pressure. I actually felt. I felt the pressure. I
0: <laughs> uh, felt it for you,
1: Joel, I'm gonna say, off the strength of the team record narrative, currently atop of the East. Um, I ain't see Philly being atop of the East. I saw them as a perennial four or five seed, as they usually go, as they usually stay. Uh so Embiid being here mainly off of the team record. They're, they're off to a great start. Doc, Doc Rivers has the whole team balling. But I think Kevin Durant, man, is with that whole Brooklyn Nets team. It's just the shot in the arm that they gave this whole Brooklyn Nets in terms of culture and everything. that and everything It's all because of Kevin Durant. It starts with him. So they're ultimately, to me, their title favorites. So I don't give a fuck about the Lakers. So <laughs> this is my uh, way too early MVP pick. Is uh, I'm going KD on this one. I feel like as the season goes
0: on, he'll show it. To just give you a little more, um, I guess, reason why your KD pick is looking good, his numbers are almost identical to his MVP season. Like, almost, he's almost putting up the same exact number. I think MVP, he's averaging 32 a game. Right now, he's averaging 30. (laughs) Yeah. So, he's right there. And it's like, we all know MVP is usually a narrative-based award. And, him coming off the ACL and the Achilles and looking like this, like there's no better storyline. Not this, there actually is better ones, but this is a, one of the better storylines for MVP. I think the only thing that hinders his MVP is the fact that James Harden and Kyrie Irving are his teammates. Yes.
3: And yeah. he,
0: he will be splitting MVP votes with um, James Harden for the, rest of his, for the rest of the time they're together. But honestly, James Harden seems like he's kind of slipped into a subsidiary role in a comfortable way. Like he's still getting his numbers, triple doubles and shit, but he, we clearly know that it's yeah. KD's ball. You know what I mean? When when it comes down to it, which is a, a good feeling. So, Josh, what about you? I know. You, you, know has, you know, I got I know KD. That's my first choice, KD. I want to see an MVP in Brooklyn. I want to see an MVP with the Nets. I, I never thought I was see one in my life. So, you know, I got to go with that. And this is KD's only year because only because of the narrative base, like you said. He coming back from Achilles. I think this is the only year for him to win it. Yeah. Any year after this is not happening. Yeah, especially once they start getting like a chemistry going and that also yeah. starts to be what it's so going for the future. Yeah. I think he, it's still a possibility of him winning it this year, even though Harden and Kyrie kind of take away from it. But Kyrie also adds to the narrative. He was gone for two weeks. I don't know if he's going to do it again. James Harden is James Harden. You know, some stuff can happen. So hopefully, you know, he wins the MVP. That's my guy. That's the number one pick I got. But other than that, I'm going to go for the little... Bo- the, the, the Kid Wonder, Donovan Mitchell. The number one Kid seed. Wonder. That is true, man. The number, number one seed. Um, number one team in the NBA. Um, number one team in the NBA. 11-game winning streak. They're 11. losing right now to the Nuggets. But um, I feel like he should be talked about a lot more. And even though, yes he's not putting up MVP numbers. He's averaging 23, four and five. It's not like, wow, like that's MVP, but I feel like he's the best player on the team. Best record. Let's go back to that standard. Westbrook kind of had us in a little, you know, debacle. Then they gave it to Giannis, but Donovan Mitchell deserves to be in these conversations. He do. I think just because like we talked about Jamal Murray a little earlier, like, they both had similar performances in the bubble. And Donovan Mitchell has like kept that level of play. Of course, he's not averaging 34 points a game, but he has not regressed. He looks like a, a more confident and dependable player this season. Mm -hmm. So I can see how Mitchell being a second pick me personally. I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I don't want to disagree with you guys. Even though my, 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 my preferred pick would be Joel Embiid. And. So that that would be my number one, just to be honest. My number two though is Jokic. Like, and which I think is really interesting, just the fact that get lot, yeah. two two centers are at the top of the MVP discussion, arguably. And like, when's the last time we said that? Two centers. 90s? Exactly. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? The
1: rebirth of the center position, man.
0: So that's really interesting right there alone. Um, Jokic, his the they didn't put any better pieces around him. He just got better. You know what I mean? So that's why he's my, and like, that's why he's so high up for me. He's just, he's gotten better at everything too. He's even like, he's top 10 in the league in steals now. He's getting two steals a night. So I think that just his, the uniqueness of both their games, Embiid and and um, Jokic, is what helps like propel them and like, it really makes them like fun players to, to root for. But Jokic is literally a one in a con. We've never, ever, ever seen anything like this. Like he's running point from the center, but still being the center. Like yeah it is um, he's a one of one. We've never seen a, a center leader league in assist since Will Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Like so things like I know Harden just passed him, but I still think it's very easy, like winnable for him to take that title home assist leader. So yeah, yes. I just uh but right now it's in B like. He gives you that classic big man feel. Like, of course, he shoots threes, but like he's going to abuse everybody in the paint. He's bigger than everybody. He's stronger than everybody. And he did what we've all been asking for him. Came into the season in amazing shape yep. and has been dominating. Like, like he don't even you. seem like you, that man. same player no more. job, ja, I told you. You did call it. You called it. You I called I trust it in him morning, Ben Simmons. You called, yeah, you called it. Yeah, you did. I was talking about the whole other concept, but yeah, you're right. You did say that. Like he is... Um, I trust him more than Ben Simmons when he's right. I just think that Ben Simmons gives effort more. more. He used exactly. to give effort more often, but right now, if Embiid is giving this level of effort, like I could only imagine if he had like a perimeter scorer next to him, like what they would be doing. This would be unstoppable. He's Are the you most suspecting Ants doppelganger. Right oh, um, now? um, market. Oh, uh, you mean market brand? Um, J Cole, <laughs> Tobias Harris. You mean um, this You mean the 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 generic brand, J Cole. If he's market brand or generic brand, J. Cole, what is Ant? Ant, support manager. <laughs> Yo, I am a free give, a free giveaway
1: at this point. Nigga, <laughs> fucking merch. Talk
0: about talk about NBA players. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I am the penny Ant, over the dollar. Nigga, Ant's
0: security for the J. Cole looking like building. That's all he is. He just, just nigga just watching though.
1: Like, <laughs> right, come on, guys. Light game bushy eyebrows. You good? Come on, yep. doing.
0: That's my picker now, man. Um, Joel Embiid, but I have Nikolo Jokic a close second.
1: Yeah, speaking of Nikola Jokic, man.
0: What he got right now. I remember we gave a first we the first half um, 33 of
1: 33 at halftime. bumber cleats against
0: Rudy Gobert. <laughs> let's go, let's go for 60. If he, he might go sixty on Gold Beer Shaq was right. <laughs> <laughs> If you drop 60 on a Shaq is right.
1: Yeah, oh. I'm not going Oh, Let's go oh, whoa, Yes, whoa, whoa, real whoa.
0: quick before we get out of here. I know we're about to have the MVP thing be our last discussion, but is Shaq the NBA's biggest hater or biggest motivator? What are we doing here, guys? Let's let's, let's keep it a buck with this guy. Keep it a buck with the big diesel, big Shaq this. You want to go first? or you, you can go first. I feel
1: like we're going to have opposite answers on this one.
0: I think Shaq in his head, in his diverse head, he thinks he's motivating players, but he's hating, in my opinion. Um, and you don't see this in other sports. I don't know about hockey, so I'm gonna keep that out of here. But and we'll be NFL. The you NFL would see... never, the never. The NFL would never allow one of the analysts to talk about the players like this. Exactly. I don't, you don't see old players talk about new players like this. It's only in the NBA that's popularized. Oh, but in my day. This couldn't happen. Uh, uh, and this is not good. Uh, uh. It's like they're hating on the game. And there's a lot. Him, Chuck and his other players that come out, talk about um, Steph and LeBron and all that. It's just it's just a lot of hate and vibes that I get from the old players. You know, what's funny about that, though? I don't see Chuck as a hater. I just see Chuck as someone who speaks his mind. Shaq goes out his way to hate. I just like, I just put Chuck in there because he said some dumb stuff yeah he Funny said gosh. some he said some dumb stuff sometimes, but I'm just saying like and then I'll let you go in but um I can't I don't even understand like I can see why Shaq might think that he was motivating Donovan Mitchell I can see that maybe like is one, you could do that on a one on one phone call you know what I'm saying you could call him on no, oh, national TV bro you Shaq, you got his number you know what I mean like, but the only reason why it I feel Shaq is hating is because there's too many incidents like this. Like, bro, feel how you feel about Rudy Gobert's game. But we all know, as men, you never, ever talk about another man's pockets. You never do that. Men, people, men don't do that. You don't speak on another man's pockets. They chose to give him $200 million because they felt he was worth $200 million. So, like, remember, JaVale McGee had this same problem with Shaq. JaVale McGee said, the thing Shaq is saying about me is affecting my, my money. Like, it's affecting how teams deal with me, how people perceive me. So he already knows this game and he's continuing to do it. Like, Shaq's the dude who was a bully for so long that he don't know how to be anything but a bully. Even when it's just like, bro, you thought to be 60. Are you still <laughs> bullying people? Are we still doing this? Like, how long have you been out the game? You know what I mean? Like, you Shaq, what more do you... But I also feel like Shaq's an egomaniac. And he never wants to be forgotten about. So he feels like if I keep interjecting myself in these young guys' careers, they'll never stop talking about me. And that's corny, because you're Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Like you go by one name. No, you don't need to prove nothing no more. Like, no one has to say your last name for we know who you're talking about. And you go out your way to like be like this, this um, this, this, this guy who's shitting on younger guys. And this is taste. So I will say Shaq's a hater. And we came to you. Uh, we, came to the, we came to the agitated one to speak about some agitated shit. Come on, dog.
1: As one agitator resonating with another agitator. <laughs> he's, he's he's motivating. In my in my okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the way I see it, the way I see it, he's motivating. And now that I that is, is how
0: light skinned to- niggas motivate. Light skinned niggas motivate through hate. I feel you, son. So it's like I see like, how whoa, you feel whoa, that. Whoa, way. Whoa, 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 whoa!
1: First though, first all it's debatable that I'm light skinned Second. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> Nigga, you like a, ice, a you look like a like a caramel ice coffee. Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm Yo, bro,
1: listen, man. That's not the conversation. You're like
0: right a
2: now.
1: mocha frat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Shaq, man, I feel like he's trying to motivate these guys. It's just not in the way that is digestible. I feel like you could have gotten away with some shit like that when it, when you was playing you know, because I'm just looking at it from the perception of an old head. Like, like you said, Shaq almost 60. And he played 30 years ago. And with Gobert, you're not supposed to count your pockets and everything. You don't ever count another man's pockets. We all know that room. But I feel like he still has some of that player ego that he carries with him. Like, as you said, with Gobert, that's strictly hate over the fact that they play the same position.
2: Yeah.
1: But I feel with guys like Donovan Mitchell, because he did say, like, he wants to see him succeed. He still he wants to see him do great. But it's the way you do it. You're not supposed to do it in the post-game interview. Man just played a full professional game of basketball. That's not Had the time. Had a great
0: game at that. Had a yeah, great like 36, game. 36. Yeah,
1: that's not the time or place. Like, I understand you always want to push somebody to be better. And for me, like, you always come across those guys who are straight to the point, straight through and through. They, they don't give a fuck how they, t- how they say it. But I think he's a motivator. Shaq won what? four rings. I don't want to be that guy, but a winner knows what it, what it takes
0: to win. I don't want to hear that shit.
1: I know you don't. <laughs> but hey, that's how I look at it. I'm like, like, yeah, this old nigga hating, but it's coming from a place where he's trying to motivate. And just because he can't get that message off in a way that's digestible, I know what the intent is.
0: What do you think Shaq would have said to any player who said that to him during his playing career at that moment? Because let's, let's also give Don Mitchell credit for handling that like a professional.
1: Shaq would have said, kiss my
0: ass, you know, FU. He you would have f- tried to fight him. he was like, yo, I'm coming up there. I'm going to punch you in your face. That's what would have happened.
1: Honestly, I think that's what, Sha- that's what, that's what Shaq wants. He wants yes. that kind of, he wants that rebuttal.
0: Yes. He liked, he thought that he was going to play the villain this year because of how, like, the guys in Brooklyn have kind of reacted to him and how other people speak about the Rudy Gobert thing. He understand that he's, Shaq is trolling. Shaq, yeah,
1: Shaq is a, he's, him he's and Chuck trolling. are the biggest trolls.
0: But I don't even really, think, I think Chuck is just stupid. I don't think Chuck is trolling. I think nah, Chuck is just they
1: they both are great. When you're that great at shit talking, I feel like the top shit talkers of, you never lose that ability ever. That's just something that you're born with. That's a personality trait.
0: And Shaq like, is also hating because he's number two on that show. That's his problem. Shaq don't like being number two. And he's number two on that show. And And he's trying to find ways to be number one and become controversial. Especially with the Donovan Mitchell thing. You saw when he said right before he said he was like, I want to see what you say about this. So I'm going to say it to your face. Mm -hmm. And then you saw him like kind of hold like a laugh or something. He's like, oh, that's it. okay, All right. The thing is, is like, all right, this is like some therapy shit. But honestly, bro. When you criticizing somebody, especially publicly, you' are supposed to lead with love. That's how I look at it. Like you don't come out and be like, "Yo, I think you're trash, bro." I always thought you was trash. I want to see how you come on. Get the fuck out of here! Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it just ain't the way to go about being an OG. You know what I'm saying? Like you, Shaq, what you have nothing else to prove, bro. <laughs> like, like you, you, you made the big man extinct. They are. They just started coming back. They just are turning back around because of you, bro. Like, your, your 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 legacy is solidified. Like, there's other ways to motivate the young guys. That's just how I look at it.
1: That's true. But like I said, like, you only know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like, if, if that's how the nigga knows how to motivate, then there is nothing that, he, that, that nobody can do to change that way of his motivation. You just got to see it, react to it, and take it as is, like, kudos to Donovan Mitchell to not wilding out on a post-game interview on live television. Yeah, that's, you what yeah that's, that's what, what he wanted.
0: wanted. He wanted a viral moment. That's what it is. And, like, and I think that's corny because you're selling, you're selling out these young boys for you to have a moment. Like, that's true. It's never going to matter, bro. That, we're not going to give a fuck about that moment. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, What's the worst he could have said to you? You're Shaq. There's nothing he can say to you to make you feel like he has the one up in this conversation. You're Shaq there is not much players above you ever. So it was just like, I don't know, man, it's just a way to deliver things. But with that said, guys, this has been the Deadass only podcast. We are coming to the end of the show. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate the guys who join us. Appreciate everybody who shares, everybody who's telling a friend to tell a friend. This shit ain't going to grow if y'all don't help it grow. And we appreciate y'all. We see, we watch the where all the love is coming from. Shout out to the people in the south who listen to us, people in Washington. I even know we had people in Washington listening to us.
1: Shout out to y'all, man.
0: Shout out to everybody who's um supporting the show. Um, every country too. Every country word. we got countries. I ain't trying to brag. Josh brought it up. I've done seen Australia on the board, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Ja. This has been episode 28, 29, or 30 of Death Only Podcast. Um once again, I was joined by my grimy crimies, my partners in pod, my cohorts, Mr. Oh my. Josh. And the tag list, the incomparable, but always agitated. And
1: listen, Dame, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but we got chips. <laughs> That's all I gotta say, man. We're gonna keep recruiting. Yo, it's not the
0: crime. They got racism. Mad of it. Mad of it. Look at their logo. Yo, it's been the Dads Only Podcast, guys. We'll be back sometime this week. Holla at us.